The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Beyond. 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 What's up, everybody? Welcome to Podcast Beyond, episode 313. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller. Alongside, he only does everything, Colin Moriarty. Hello, Greg. Hey, how are you? You're over there at the end of the table. I, yeah. like, I like looking at you in a I different kind of way. I know. It's, look at that. It's so cute. This is like we look lovingly into each other's uh, eyes. You can yeah. move your mic around. You can I, I I've, been, I've, like doing this sad, I've been doing this side saddle business last few shows. Mm, I like nice. it quite a bit. Yeah. I'm, I'm very deep. I'm in a, a deep recline right now. The man in the deep recline, of course, is the Dark Knight of News, Andrew Goldfarb. It's kind of comfortable, though. You're just going to keep talking about the deep the deep climb. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> uh, let's begin the show with the big news, of course. Mm-hmm. Beyond Two Souls is out, mm-hmm. and the internet is aflame. Yeah, people are freaking out. Shocking. Review scores, they go from nines to fours is the lowest yep. I saw, right? Yep. That's crazy, Goldfarb. Four sounds really low. I, I <laughs> Yeah, like, well, yeah. I mean, I've only played demos of this game, but I didn't think it was, like, broken or anything. Yeah. I'm listening. Yeah, no, no. I mean that that was that was the end of my. Colin, we've been playing thought. it. Mm-hmm. I'm about halfway through. You are like you think really close to finishing. Yeah, I think I'm right at the end. How do you feel about Beyond Two Souls? It's not very good. Okay. Uh, maybe it all comes together at the end, but I was kind of thinking to myself about this that even if that's the case, then heads this is up like... to you real quick. Can we do this without spoiling stuff? Do you have like specific yeah, examples? Spoil anything. All right, cool. I, well, people uh, were freaking out on Twitter when I told them. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm not gonna spoil anything. No spoilers. The story doesn't make any sense anyway, so you don't have to worry about it. <laughs> uh, with uh, even if it gets better, even if it all like comes together and just becomes a better game in the last ten percent of it that I haven't played, it's like Final Fantasy thirteen then, and then it's still ex- inexcusable that it would take that long to get good or come together or whatever. I just don't understand. I don't understand many things about the game, and yeah. um, uh, it is not even in, in the same echelon remotely as Heavy Rain. Interesting um, to me, you know. But some people seem to really like it. I'm so. early in it. I won't, like in, like I said, halfway is what I've been told. I'm enjoying myself. I'm not like I don't think like you're saying. I do, I think Heavy Rain immediately had its hooks in me in a different way. But this I'm enjoying. It, like you know, Lucy's uh, review talked about for IGN. You know that it was weird to bounce around the timeline and do all that stuff. It is. There, you know what I mean? Like there are missions where I've been in and I'm I'm doing. It and I'm like, wait a second, is this before or after this other thing that happened? I have to try to think back to where I saw it on the timeline before I jumped in. But yeah. even so, doing it like. I'm enjoying it. I'm having fun. It's it makes no sense to me that it's not linear. Like I haven't, I again, I haven't sat down with the final game and played through it. I, I played two separate demos in very different parts of the game, very clearly. Yeah. And I don't. It, it sounds like to me it would have been more interesting to start young and grow old with her yeah. rather than doing it out of order. Like and maybe you know, again, I, I haven't seen if there's a reason for that non-linearity. But there's a couple of reviews that mention that, right? The fact that 
if they are trying to make us make this connection and feel for these characters, why wouldn't you do it in that way rather than right. bouncing us around at random points? And having well, because that was what was so cool when they announced this game at E3. They were like, you're going to journey this, like, it's spread across years, like years, decades. Yeah, yeah like, and, and that's awesome. That's like a really cool pitch for a game to me, but not when you're jumping back and forth. I feel like that would kill the momentum. Mm-hmm. Also, Altano told me about, you know, I want to say it here, um, but Altano, Altano told me about a game or scene, rather, from the game that you two were playing through yesterday. Yeah, we're doing Let's Plays. And I thought he was joking. I thought he was lying about it being a real thing that happened in the game. I loved it. It was a great scene. I mean, it's awesome, but that's so weird. No, yeah. Watch our Let's Plays over on IG and stuff. Colin, mm. we've got some more questions about Beyond Two Souls. Okay. You ready for them? Sure. Are they from Ellen Page? No, she didn't write in, sadly. Aww. But Irish95 did. He says, thinking of picking up Beyond Two Souls, but the reviews are all over the place. Can you guys comment on whether some of the scenes will progress the same way, regardless of whether or not you respond correctly to the quick time events? Love the podcast. I've never reached a part in the game where I did something wrong and the game stopped, if that's what he's asking. Yeah, they've talked about that before, right? That like, Well, this is something like I think Lucy talks about in her review, is the fact that you have these this uh, facade of choice, where it seems like, all right, I'm going to, like, there, there's a point that's in all the trailers and everything else. I, I've seen it during the E3 demo, I think, where they debuted, right? Where you're on the motorcycle gunning it towards some cops, and you you have the choice, you know, you get to control the ghost real quick, I or the entity, and make a barrier for yourself so you can go buy it. And I screwed that up. And so I stopped and got caught, but then I got out two seconds later. You know what I mean? Like, right. the, the story, the narrative's going in a, s- a certain direction where in, like, heavy rain, you'd get shot or whatever, your character would die, and that would be the end of that person's story. That doesn't he- happen here. There's no game overs, so even if you screw up a button prompt, like, they've talked about the fighting a lot, right, where you get sh- hit in the nose, you get stabbed, whatever, you're still going to go over the wall, you're still going to keep going. Yeah, the, the game is, it really does have the facade of, of being deeper than it is. And maybe, like, I looked at the trophies and, and you know, when I, now that I'm deep in the game because I didn't really care about spoiling anything for me now because I've seen it. Um, there's, like, different things you can do and there are certain scenes that seem to go a different way or that you get. Like, I know for a fact that, you know, having played it with Ryan McCaffrey before it came out that we did a specific part of the game differently, but we ended up in the same place. And, right. Um, it's just... I don't know, man. I just don't understand this game. Like, I don't... It, it, it's exactly what I was afraid it was going to be, which was uh, totally fractured. Yeah, and it sounds like, unfocused is the problem. Yeah, like, I don't... First of all, I, I... Like, the whole not, like... You know, you're... You know, uh, Jody is a 20-year-old, then your Jody is a, you know, 7-year-old, then your Jody is a 24-year-old, then your Jody is a 15-year-old. Like, I don't, I don't understand, like, why they presented it like that. And I will say that the stuff with her, the more innocuous stuff with her as a kid and a teenager, much better than the stuff with her as an adult as well. Like, there are certain scenes in the game, like, a few really, really good scenes in the game, and I think they're all as her as a kid or as, like, a 14-year-old. Yeah, when she's first, like, dealing with Aiden, right, as an entity and, like, how to control him or if she can't control him and telling people about it, that was really cool. I agree with that. And then there's, like... I asked you early on, like, I was like, I'm playing it, I'm enjoying it. Like, where does it fall apart? And you were like, I'm everywhere after a while. And I think there, I might have gotten to a part last night where it was like, oh... Oh, that's a weird twist. That's a weird choice to make. This game's not going in the direction I expected it to. You know what yeah, I mean? like, there, there's... I don't know, man. Like, I, I, there, Heavy Rain, and it's fair to compare this game to Heavy Rain because they're very similar in the, in the way you play them, right? Like, yeah. But Heavy Rain, like you said, like, I, I, that, that scene at the house, you're doing it, you know, stupid things like setting the table and playing with the kids and stuff. It sets the cadence for that game. It rips your heart out of your chest, you know, like right. when all the events in that game go down. And then tells a story that is the same. Like, there's one line through the story, like, get my son back, right? Like, yeah. that's the line. Like, you lose your one son and, 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 and I think 
that's what he- well, that's why Heavy Rain was so special. And Heavy Rain also deviated in very specific ways. Like there were very specific parts of that game that seemed to have changed. Now I'm gonna go back and play Beyond again when I'm done and and, and make intentionally different choices to see what happens. Yeah. And I don't want to be like too harsh on it because I haven't done that yet. But right. it just I still I'm like at the end of the game and I still don't really know what the fuck this game's about. Like I okay so my character has a ghost. An entity. An entity. And that, by the way, there are laugh out loud funny parts in the game that shouldn't be funny. Like yeah. that's that's like the other sign of a bad game, or like a game that's not like what it should for be. One, for and, one of those parts, it's for, uh, put your. I mean, this isn't spoiling anything, mm-hmm. I don't think. But if you don't want to know anything, then we'll a little bit. Tom- the part you're talking about with Brian, right? In tomorrow's Let's Plays, this will be Wednesday's Let's Play, the second one of the series. I'm going to talk a little bit about a scene here. Jody goes to a birthday party. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love this so much. And like you know, she's talking to all the kids or whatever. And I'm being totally truthful when they're asking me about my powers. And literally, when I finally reveal, like, oh, yeah, I have this entity that follows me around. That's my power. The guy's like, oh. And then the song's changed. He goes, oh, slow song. Let's dance. And never mentions the entity again. You're like, wait. I just told you I got a ghost following me around that can move stuff. You're like, oh, cool. Anyways, let's go dance to this freaking dumb pop song. That's so weird. I I think uh, my limited experience with the game, what bothers me about is that there are all these rules and I don't feel like they really established that well. Yeah. So, like, I was unclear, and maybe this is explained, but, like, I was unclear in the part I played why they're like, okay, like, you have to possess a guard to get into this room, but there's only one guard I can possess. Like, even though there are 20 guards outside, only one of them can be possessed, and I'm, like, why? Like, give me a story reason for that. It's, like, a stupid nitpicky thing, but at the same time, I feel like that's what helps it feel more immersive to me. It's not. It's not a nitpicky thing, though. That, that ruins part of the immersion of the game every time you have control of Aiden. It's like, why can't he fuck with anything and yeah. anyone? Like, what, what is different about this person who's glowing red that I can kill as opposed to this person glowing orange, which means I can take control of him, or this person controlling blue, which means I can't fuck with him at all. Like, why, why, like they never really explain that. And there's just weird... There's just weird. It's just a weird game. Like I don't. I. I don't. I know that David Cage has a, a. You know, a liking in his past games for the supernatural, and that Heavy Rain was a much more grounded story than I think he would typically have told. Mm-hmm. But he was better off sticking with a grounded story, and I don't want him to do Heavy Rain too or anything like that. But I just. I just don't get it. I just don't get this game. Like that's at the end of the day. Like it's fine. You should. Pl- I, I. It is one of those games where I think you should play it. Yeah. Um. Because I think it's very different than anything else, and if you like interactive drama as it is, then. Then it's worth playing, but I and I, I also like the idea of supporting games like this that are just trying to be different. You know, yeah. we talk about shooter fatigue and stuff like that, but this game is not remotely as good as Heavy Rain, and so I expected a game that was going to be as good as or better than Heavy Rain, and, and it, it is this, not this. I was yeah. talking to Mike Pereira about it, right? And because him and I have a similar taste for big comic book nerds and stuff, and I was saying I think that f- some of the things that people are dinging for in the reviews, the fractured story, this, that, and the other, the the weird twists it takes down the road with like entity. Uh, I was like, I think maybe we're more prepared for that. Just reading the, uh, like, you know how you hate comic books, Colin, like, like the absurdity of what this is or how this works. But I, for sure, by taking it down that crazy ass comic booky way, it deviates from what made Heavy Rain great, which was this like, you know, very simple storyline of get your son back. How far would you go to save someone you loved? And that's what I kept thinking back when, you know, we're, we're talking about how he introduced, how David Cage and Sony introduced the game to us of like, you're going to follow this girl through her entire life and get to know her and she'll be like the closest character to you. Whereas like Lucy was saying in her review, you actually feel more passive in most of it, right? Like, you, like even like, it really gets weird, I feel, when you're, like, doing, like, the sh- cover-based shooting stuff. Where it's just like, oh, there's that thing over there, and I, it has a prompt on it, so clearly I'm going to go to that. You know what I mean? You're just, like, just n- navigating the action. I wasn't worried about getting caught when I was trying to do stealth stuff, because it was like, there's only one way to go, whatever. Yeah. The action scenes aren't even good. I mean, like... Which is uh, funny, because that's what they were demoing. That's what they were showing off before this game was Yeah, out. Th- it's just, like, I don't understand... I just don't understand this game. Like, and yeah. maybe, you know, like I keep saying, like, I haven't beaten it yet. Maybe it just, like, all makes sense at the end, but I really... 
that's still weird to me. Like I, cause I still don't understand why I'm like, what the point of this is. Yeah, I, yeah. like, I still don't understand. Like you have this interesting character, well acted game. Oh, I yeah. think Willem Dafoe is great. Yeah. I think Alan Page is great. I think the supporting cast is great. It looks really good, the voice too, acting at times. Good. Yeah, I mean, the game looks yeah, better yeah. than Heavy Rain. The voice acting is much better than Heavy Rain. And for a gamey killer. Yeah. Like, I respect that they're trying something different, like Colin was saying. And I respect that they, they have this awesome pedigree behind it, right? Like, they have people who care. They have really good tech. They have they got, like, A-list actors to come and act in it. And, like, I don't want this to discourage them from trying something different. You know, like, the last thing I would want would be for them to be like, well, Beyond didn't do well, so we're making, yeah, like, Heavy yeah, Rain 2 or that. something generic. I mean, and that's what I thought was interesting you know at USP Shuhei Yoshida the yeah. Twitter president of Sony Worldwide Studios put up a rather ambiguous tweet yeah. of just dot 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 I and it was Here something I I, it. okay you do that yeah. while we talk a little bit yep, more yep. hey well, we'll take another question Colin you mm. mentioned that you want to talk about it what's wrong bro you just tired you're sick you're sick still aren't mm. you no, you can I rub your tummy make you feel better no I'm alright no. right. <clears throat> Parker writes in mm. he says beyond beyond two beyond. souls Ah, uh, it's finally okay. out and reviews are all over the place. Some reviewers love it and some think it's just mediocre. I can't help but think some reviewers are judging it differently than a typical game like GTA or Bioshock. Is it fair to judge an interactive drama differently than a typical game? To me, the differences between interactive dramas and games are like the differences between a choose-your-own-adventure book and a tabletop pen and paper RPG. I think it's fair now because something like Bioshock, something like The Last of Us, something like whatever even the walking dead like narrative in games has come to the point where this narrative drama thing is a it, it's a weird disconnect that i don't think exists anymore like i think the typical games as he says are now of equal caliber to these things that are meant to be story focused experiences anyway mm-hmm. and so yeah I, I think it's totally fair personally okay it's, it's totally fair to compare to compare those two okay, yeah okay. like i don't i don't consider it apples and oranges i, I think at this point like they should be achieving the same thing for me i think it's about knocking down the walls of what you define a game you know what I mean? Like, well, Call of Duty has this objective and that, da 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 but you knock those down and you have something different like Gone Home, right? Or you have something different like uh, Walking Dead. And that's what some people were saying. Like, oh, I can't believe you guys are like saying this game doesn't give you choice when Walking Dead didn't give you choice either. You're still getting the same thing. But I, like I always said, right, like for me, Walking Dead was a coloring book. We each had the same black and white drawing and then we filled it in differently with the colors. So in the end, we were still going to get to the same ending, of course, because they're telling you a story, but you felt like your choices mattered. Whereas here, like we're talking about, right, like I did everything right at the party scene, but I still, you know, things still don't go right plus walking dead does like i mean like your your choices have impact like like characters are either there or they're not depending sure on but i mean it's like you know character it's like a character slot that character sure, sure. slot Someone is going is to be there. gone yeah. no matter what but it's still i don't know like yeah maybe maybe it is just the illusion of choice but to me that makes it feel like it's my game like my kenny was so different than like mitch's kenny like and that right, that's right, an right, important right, distinction right, right. yeah that's a very good point that i don't think you see that so far in what i've played beyond two souls sure. uh that shuhei t- tweet i referenced earlier was dot 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 so i visited david at Quantic Dream's office in Paris, shared my honest feedback with Beyond, reassured how much I'm excited for his next project. I thought that was a, I mean, I'm, you can read into that however you want. Yeah. I thought it was an interesting tweet. Yeah. Well, you know, to be fair, you know, I talked to David Cage. I like David Cage. I like David Cage I, and I think, too. He gets a lot of crap, I, I, but I, I think, like him. I, I think, yeah, he does get a lot of crap. That's what I was going to say. And I think that he's, this whole, like, he wants to be a film director and stuff like what do you think? David Cage couldn't fucking direct a film if he wanted to. Obviously, like he doesn't. That's not what he wants to do. He has millions of dollars in his own studio. I'm sure they could, you know, reconfigure if they wanted to to make a movie. That's clear. Like, so I always felt like that was such bullshit. Like, I, I really feel that he has this drive to say, like, I want to make a movie like experience that you can control, and I appreciate that. And he is very talented. Yeah. Um. But when I talked to him last time, I saw him. Um. He did. He. I don't. I don't want to quote him specifically because I, I. I. You know. I don't want to misquote him. But he was saying something like, 
a couple times in my interview, and I never posted it because it was just it wasn't that, that much that I thought was very interesting. In it. it was just kind of a conversation with him. Yeah. But a conversation with David. But he was saying like he's like we'll see what they like. He kept saying like well we'll see what they think or like I hope they like it and stuff like that. There didn't seem to be a one hundred percent confidence that this game was going to hit. Now. I think this game is going to sell fine. This game is good for a few million copies. We probably honestly do. And they're and they're advertising it bef- in, during NFL games yeah, involving. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. like they're hit. They're trying to hit a different audience. I think the commercials also show you a very interesting pieces of the game that go towards more of the bro. Yeah. But um, they're also smart to be putting Ellen Page's face front and center. Yeah. Like, I mean, there are ads at bus stops and in Times Square. I've seen pictures of like it's just Ellen Page's face. It looks like a movie poster. It's cool. Like so, I appreciate what he's doing. And I we might Beyond is going to be a divisive game. I think that when people sit with it and start to compare it to Heavy Rain, that they're going to realize that they're just very different games. And so some people might like the more abstract story that he's telling here and this, this more, I want to say like Hitchcock because it's really not, but this more like supernatural, strange twist mm-hmm. of a game that he's like that he's delivered. It just doesn't resonate with me. And uh, that really sucks because, you know, even though our previews on the game were pretty hard on it, um, I always gave the game the benefit of the doubt um, and went into the experience, dropped everything I was doing when I got a copy of the game. I was very excited when I got the game. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, you know, because Heavy Rain was just such a memorable experience. Heavy Rain is so special. It really is one of the great games of this generation. And, you know, maybe it's because it was new and different. And even though they had been doing Fahrenheit and stuff like this yeah, before, yeah. that this was the first time that we really realized the potential of this genre in a major way because of the graphical fidelity or the storytelling or whatever, the, the writing. But, I feel like I at know. the time, at least for me, right, and I wasn't sure yet, obviously, but Heavy Rain for me didn't feel like it just kind of came out and was this thing that surprised me a little bit more than something like this where I was, like, hyped up on it. And see, that's what I wonder a lot about is how much expectations play into this. The fact that Heavy Rain came out and, you know, industry people were like, this looks really interesting, but I don't know what to make of it. And then we got it and we're like, holy crap, this is awesome. Because there was still a ton of people who hated Heavy Rain. They yep. were just like, this controls like crap and this isn't fun yep. or whatever. And so now, I don't understand, it's interesting to see now with, expectations behind them like what you're talking about people yeah. saw the Kara trailer and they're like oh my god what are they gonna do next oh my god they're doing something with Ellen Page and they've been working on it in secret and it's gonna be this and that and you have a ghost and it has the name of our podcast yeah um, yeah, I mean, I think, like, look, I, I think the best lesson from today is that you just have to play it. It's one of those games that you have to just decide for yourself because, like, Justin from Polygon loved it. And, like, there are yeah. people who out there who think it's a 10 out of 10. Like, there, there are people who are totally in love with this game. Yeah, what's interesting is, yeah, Justin McElroy over at Polygon loved it, gave it a 9, right? right? No, eight. he gave it an 8. I'm sorry, yeah. he gave an 8. GameSpot gave it a 9. But Justin then immediately followed up his tweet of, like, oh, that's crazy that no, not everybody likes it as much as I do. And he's like, I hated Heavy Rain for the record. Like, yeah. I thought that was interesting. I don't know. For sure. Yeah, I, I, the one... The one thing I noticed that Beyond definitely doesn't do better yeah. than Heavy Rain is it simplifies the controls too much. Yeah. And like what I mean by that is there are passive parts of the game and that's fine. I think you're moving around and interacting fine. But there are really parts of Heavy Rain where I wanted to do something and I couldn't do it because I fucked up. You know, yeah. like yeah, where yeah. you're holding a five. But there was never a part in Beyond. Like I have to intentionally not do something in Beyond for the most part to see another arc in the story. And I'm playing on the. There's only two options. It's like do you never play games or do you always play, play games? That's yeah. like basically the uh, like what it tells. And if you to. download the iPhone app, it's way simpler than that. Even I heard. Yeah, like on the swipes or whatever. So it's disappointing that to see. Like that's one of the things that really disappointed me was there are parts of Heavy Rain that I authentically didn't want to happen that happened anyway. Yeah. And 
with Beyond Two Souls, like there were parts of the game where I'm like, I gotta make a decision here that that fucks everything up because I want to see what happens. Like mm-hmm. the only control faux pas in the game really is like the whole like move towards the direction. Like when it free, like that doesn't make any sense, and like that's just bad. Like that's bad design. I don't in think, my opinion. I, but I, I never played the segment Goldfarb played where you were totally confused, like walking towards the camera and like you didn't know which way to go. And but like when you said that you know you have to move her, her the way her body worked, that kind of clicks with me for what I do, I've been doing. For me, I have more tr- trouble. It seems like with I'm in control of Iden, and then it's like, all right, like, wait, am I pushing in or am I pulling out or what? And then you have to like get it in a certain way sometimes. Dude, I hate the Iden controls, like the spreading out the sticks or closing in the sticks, like, and I don't know if any of that different. The thing that really bugs me more than anything with it is the moving up and down using the triggers. Um, that that like is crazy to me. I never understood the boundaries of it. You can go straight up through the ceiling, like yeah. there's no there's no like guidelines on what you should. Yeah, be the, doing. The, the guidelines change too depending on the story. Like you can go really far away from her sometimes, and like not far away from her at all other times. Like I. There's just a, a, an inconsistency running through the entire game that 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 really frustrates me, and I I don't I just don't understand this game. Like I I, I understood Heavy Rain, and yeah, yeah. Um, now you know, like I said, maybe I beat it tonight or tomorrow, or whatever, and, and I'm just like, wow, like it's just a revolutionary moment for me in this game where it all comes together. But that's not what I'm hearing happens at all from multiple people that I've talked to that beat the game. And in fact, m- people have told me that it gets worse. So like, yeah. um. But it sucks because at the same time, there's these, like, I like the party scene that you were talking about. Yeah, I me too. I and I won't talk about it, but the, the party scene specifically gives makes you feel and understand her. Yeah. But then it doesn't go anywhere. Like, they're just giving you, there are, scene, there are a few scenes in the game where I'm like, what the fuck is the point of this scene? I'm not even trying to be abstract. I'm just saying, like, what is the point of this scene? Like, why are you telling me or showing me this? This has no relevance to anything. There's one scene in specific, we'll talk about it on the spoiler cast. We'll do it next week, I guess, when you get back. Um, you know, it's like five minutes long. It's the shortest scene. I, I think in the I know game. What you're talking about. And I'm like, what the fuck was that? Like, what, what? Like, and then there are there's scenes that are an hour, an hour and a half long. Like, that's the other thing is that it's it, there's not a good cadence in terms of pacing. Yeah, and, with cadence and pacing, like you're talking about, I think it would have done better to just go chronologically. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, it sounds like just that's meet the character, go within. There like. will be a YouTube playthrough that does it chronologically. Well, I'm I mean, sure. I, we haven't. You know, my thought process <laughs> in, on when I'm looking at the timeline because it fills in as you play through these different things is like I assume that when you beat it then you have chapter select from that timeline. Mm-hmm. So it'd be easy to jump back from point one and just and play through the whole way. I, um, I am really, like, I, I really want to play it. I feel like I've been super negative on this podcast. Like, I really need to play the whole thing myself. I want to see some of those moments that, that you do feel like are really good because I haven't seen any of those very, like, special moments, and that's what I want to experience because, like, again, like, I really, really, I, I love Heavy Rain, and, like, yeah. I, I really like Ellen Page. Um, yeah, you do. Yeah, I do. Um. So, yeah, we'll see. I Maybe I'll borrow a copy if you finish it this weekend. Yeah, yeah. And like it, I said, I'm it, enjoying it. I can't wait to go home and play more. I almost, I was like, last night I toyed with the idea of staying awake and just playing for a long time, but I'll get back to God, it. God, I still have to find time to play more GTA, too. Yeah, and the, it is, we don't what give a game a life? six every day and uh, and say that you should go buy it. Uh, but I do feel that way about this game. Uh, I think it's. It, I think honestly, the split, the way the reviews have split, have probably made more people interested in it that weren't right. If you were on the sidelines before, like, eh, but now you're kind of like, well, I don't know. Where now does I want to know what I think. Now it's a conversation. Piece. It's a solid rental. Sure, go hit up that red box. <laughs> yeah, do whatever. You, yeah, do. I I just play it. So find a way to play it. Yeah. No, no. I, I see what you think. I want to support. Like, I might even just buy a copy because I agree. I want to. I want to support games like this existing. I want to support people trying something different. Um, whether it's always a success remains to be seen. What's that look? I smile at Colin. Oh, I, it's a, what if what if you really smiled like that all the time? Ugh. Ugh. No, that'd be bad. Nobody I kind of it kind of won me over by the end actually. Oh, okay, now good. Maybe like I'll it, try yeah. it out then. Yeah. Uh, let's begin the show with what is and forever will be. 
The Roper Report. Time for some news. I don't have the Roper Report. I wrote it, but... Yeah, you wrote it. What happened? Then I went to print it. I thought it was printed. I shut the window, didn't save it, and then I went to the printer and it wasn't there. Lols. Technology not working. There's only... There's only... I know, it's shocking. There's only four things that I wrote this week, though, so let me see if I can think of them. Oh, the first thing is that the... I have a PlayStation 3 story up right now. You're breaking news. Yeah, that... PS3 was delayed. It was supposed to come out in 2005 originally. And what happened? So, <clears throat> well, I talked to four different people associated with Sony and or Naughty Dog. Um, Crash Bandicoot. Crash Bandicoot. Yep. Uh, and Drake. basically the, the story is that there was a lot of technical issues with Cell and uh, and some other things with the PS3. And, and, and more specifically that Jack X was like a game that was created out of thin air basically to give them more time uh, as the ICE team. Um, uh which is their hardware team, like, made a new, uh, or, like, reworked the PS3 or whatever. Now, I've been a little frustrated with the story today, and I was talking to Goldfarb about it before because a lot of people were like, this isn't news, we've known that. But no, you didn't know that. There were a lot of rumors when I was in college that PS3 was delayed because of this or because of that. This is the first time anyone's spoken about it from Sony. So uh, this is 100% news. Um, And uh, interesting news. I understand people want more PS4 news and stuff like that. seems a little weird to... Talk about a story that <laughs> that was really relevant, really in 2004 when these yeah. decisions were made. Yeah. But uh, no one knew that until I wrote the story. So, um, so I'm really proud of uh, this story and and the work that went into it or whatever. And um, that it confirms many of the rumors that had been circulating from anonymous sources at hardware manufacturers or different third parties, or whatever. This is uh, straight from the horse's mouth. Um, yeah, I think it's really interesting that it could have changed the whole landscape of this generation. Like, I actually think it might have hurt. PS3 to launch the same year as 360 because it's kind of like what we're seeing now with Xbox One being more expensive than PS4. You would have kind of seen the inverse of that where when they did the 599 US dollars thing, I think it would have been more shocking up against the 360, you know, being cheaper. It would have been catastrophic because yeah. <coughs> the the console like wouldn't have been able to run games the way it runs them now. Uh, yeah. You know how bad the PSN was when it launched? I can yeah. only imagine a year <laughs> earlier what that PSN would have looked like. Yeah, like the... the, the you know, I was reading. You know, I went back when I when I got. I have been sitting on this for like a month, and one of the uh, things I did was went back and just started googling around, and seeing if I could find anyone talking about this. No one was talking about this, and like if anyone had quotes or any, like any information on this, and they didn't. No one had them. Um, the only delays that they had, like the information they had, was in 2006, which is two years after my story takes place, uh, when they were having more hardware manufacturing with Blu-ray and cell processing, specifically getting the hardware to work. Um, but one of the things that that I thought was uh, was pretty interesting was. Um, that it seemed like games like Resistance Fall of Man was like not even really ready to go for 2006. And I can only imagine what motor, the situation with MotorStorm was at the time as well. So um, obviously Uncharted Drake's Fortune, which was called Project Big at the time, um, was you know developed uh, after Jack 2. Um, and uh, Amy Hennig ended up working on Jack 3 because they weren't ready to make a PlayStation 3 game yet. She was hired mm-hmm. specifically to work on the PlayStation 3 game, but ended up, I think, producing... Jack 3 because they're like, well, we're not ready to go now. Well, you got nothing to do. <laughs> go uh, do this, will you? So, in- interesting stuff, and you guys should read more about my history of Naughty Dog as well. It's so on good. IGN. History of Naughty Dog is really, it's like, I feel like it's very daunting for a lot of people to look at like a 10,000 word multi-part, uh, you know, opus that you're creating, but it, it's really good. I'm, uh, I've, I've loved the first two parts. Yeah, parts one and two are up. One is 1982 to 1994, part two is 95 to 99. I have to write the rest of it, and I wanted to do this once a week, but I wouldn't expect part three until maybe even after PS4 launches. Um, oh wow! I oh, just don't. Wow. I just don't have time now. Like the the wheels are in motion now. Like we like there's very little time to work with, but we'll see. Like I'll do what I can. There's um, finally enough time. Okay. 
Thank you, Twilight Zone. <laughs> <laughs> All 12 people who get that joke are pretty stoked about it. What else on the Rope Report? That was the one big story. Uh Injustice is getting a special, edi- a special Vita, edition. Vita. And what's PS4, interesting is it's PS4. coming. And what's interesting is that it's coming to PS3, PS4, and Vita. Yep. Um, which is kind of cool. No Xbox not, One. Not version. Wii U. Not Xbox One. Yeah. Well, it's not surprising. They're putting on Wii U. Um, well, yeah. Well, I mean, it's already out in Wii U. It's no, I know, but it probably DLC didn't sell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, Xbox One. Who, who the hell knows why that's the case? Uh, yeah. So that's uh, that's interesting. I'm news. totally gonna play it on Vita. Yeah. Yeah. Did you I, play it on PS3 or anything? for like ten minutes? Kay. Like I just I'm. Fighting games, uh, I actually really like on planes. I, like I played a lot of Marvel vs. Capcom on a uh, on Vita on a plane, and a little bit of uh, Mortal Vita's Kombat. On, Vita's on a plane. Vita's on a plane. Yeah. Um, Wolf Among Us, the Telltale Games series, has released dates on Xbox 360 and PC. Comes out next week, right? Or uh, uh, no, Friday. It comes out Friday on uh, Xbox, Xbox and, and PC. They said the PS3 one will be a few days later. It'll, it'll probably be, be like next Tuesday. It'll be Tuesday. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sure it will be. Um, and what was the fourth piece of news? I don't remember. Okay. Um, was Could it? have been that important. They're making another Sleeping Dogs game. Was oh that? yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. yeah, Sleeping Dogs devs. High five, Dark Knight of News. Yeah, yeah. United Front yeah. Games uh, working a on a Sleeping Dogs sequel called Triad Wars. There we go. Uh, or just yeah. codename that, and that's awesome news because that game fucking rocks. What, what, um, what's this rumor I keep hearing about it being an iOS thing? Do we know this? Is that just some Ooh, internet it, rumor? I think that's. I don't think that's gonna. Happen. All right. If it's an iOS game, I'll lose my goddamn. Colin, <laughs> speaking of Square Enix, did you see uh, this was announced th- today? Uh, the Square Enix Collective. Do you read about that? Yeah, very briefly. I didn't read really it. It's like a Square Enix crowdfunding platform. The idea is that Great. they're partnering with like Indiegogo to let people like pitch games, basically, and you can use old IDOS IPs. Oh, to... IDOS IPs! Thank yeah. God. <laughs> but none of the, but none, of the uh, none of the Square. IP. Yeah, not like they're. Yeah, you can't like reboot Final Fantasy with this or anything. But I'd be, once you know more about it, I'd be curious to see what you think. IDOS IP. Like, what does that even mean? Like, a bunch Gex? of old. Yeah, like Gax and a bunch of old pieces of garbage that no one's gonna reboot. Jesus Christ. Well, Maybe, uh, you can make a good Gex game. I'm looking around here to see where I'm picking up on this iOS garbage. I think it was something they said, and then somebody <laughs> joked around about it. Maybe. Maybe. And my phone doesn't even scroll right now. I, I, I wish you. Were, I wish you were wearing your wiener dog shirt. Me too. I pulled it out. I was already dressed this morning, and I pulled out mm. uh, my bag from last night. Like, you should wear it. Yeah, you should. You should do a do a special video of you putting it on. Just text a special it to me. video. <laughs> Before, by the way, I was walking down the street with Goldfarb. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We, and we found a $20 bill. No way. That's and we both went feeling. to grab it at the yeah. same time. We, like, touched hands and grabbed it at the same time. And Colin was like, we'll split it. And he handed me $10 in cash. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. it was That was weird, right? That was uh, that never happens. Yeah. It's like the second time in six months I found money on the ground in Selma, though. So people are so rich here. They're just they're throwing money on the away. ground. They don't care. They don't know how much money they have. Wipe, they, someone probably wiped their ass with that $20 bill. I don't care. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. God. I'll give it to the Patches delivery man. Uh, Gold Farm. Yeah. I'm pretty stoked about that PlayStation 4. Yeah, I hope it doesn't get delayed a year. God, I didn't even think that might happen until you said it. <laughs> now I'm scared. Uh, but that's not for a while. Mm-hmm. If I want to know what was in stores right now, where would I go? The official IGN list of upcoming PlayStation software on all three platforms by the IGN editors. Games come to stores and trucks. Hey there, truck. <laughs> G- games, games come to stores and trucks. In trucks. Oh, okay. It's going to be a ballad to a truck driver, but we, we got derailed too quickly. Games come to... All right, so let me let me look it up. Beyond Two Souls, of course. Yeah, yep, in yep. stores. Not digitally available. Womp, womp. Yeah, I don't know why that well, is. Yeah, that's a weird thing to do. Yeah. Get your head out of your ass. Oh, stone. Jesus. Malicious comes to Vita, thank God. Malicious comes to Vita. Sounds scary. I mean, when's Flower come to Vita? I want to play Flower. 
Where is everything? Triad Wars iOS. Have you been using Google Chrome lately on your phone? No, no. I use Safari. I'm having lots of trouble. Yeah, I've heard since iOS 7, I heard a lot of people having trouble with it. I use Safari. Had to give up, I guess. Loading it up. Here we go. He's loading up, ladies and gentlemen. I'm still trying to load it. New releases on the PlayStation Network. Atomic Ninjas for PS3 and PS Vita. Battle of Tiles EX for PlayStation Network. Like four tiles? Like a tile-based strategy RPG. Control your army composed of several decorated tiles by sliding them across the board towards opposing forces. Defeat monsters and build your army in order to vanquish the final threat waiting for you at the end of your journey. For some reason, that's I was, the worst. The way you were reading that when you said decorated tiles, I was thinking like decorated generals. So I was just picturing like a tile wearing like a bunch of badges. <laughs> Beyond Two Souls, we know. Yeah. Yay. Borderlands 2 Game of the Year Edition yeah. at, at retail for PS3. That is an insane value. That's actually like... Insane value. It's true though. Like forgetting all of that DLC, all the heads and skins, like you're saving like $40 by buying that thing. Uh, Capcom Essentials is a PS3 retail game. It has... Resident Evil 6, Super Street Fighter 4, Devil May Cry 4, Dead Rising 2, and Mega Man 10. You like Mega Man? Wow. Yeah, I do. How I much is that? They call him the Blue Bomber. They do. They, call, they do call him the Blue Bomber. Uh, Disgaea 2, A Brighter Darkness, uh, is available retail and PSN. For PS3, we gave it a 9.1. You were talking about this the other day. Is it a sequel or a remake? It's a sequel uh, to the original Disgaea game, Hour of Darkness. Wow. Okay. Which came out on PS2 in 2003. Oh. Dishonored Game of the Year Edition for PS3 and PSN. Do it. Buy it. Get it. F1 2013 for uh, digitally only. That is already out on retail. Heavenly Guardian. Is Jesus a, Christ. How many games are there? This is week? the PS2 classic. 11. Just Dance 2014 retail on PSN. Yeah. Malicious Rebirth for Vita, which is a port of Malicious on PSN, which is not a good game. Orc <laughs> Attack uh, for PSN and Worms Revolution Extreme for PS Vita. Worms. Uh, and that is all she wrote. And I believe that that post was written by none other than Ryan Clement. Oh, yay, Ryan! He's the best. I also have something up in my browser from uh, a British newspaper. Does this map from 1418 prove historians' controversial claim that the New World was discovered by the Chinese 70 years before Columbus? Does it? Can I see it? There's the picture of the map. We already, we've already oh, yeah. established it. It definitely thing. proves it. We already. <laughs> <laughs> There's a book that came out maybe 10 years ago called The Chinese Discover America. That was what actually is this quite fucking tre- title. Look how annoying this Tressa May ad is. It keeps popping up over the map I'm trying Tressa to look at. Tressa May. Ooh la la. <laughs> <laughs> Why did we watch so much TV? <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, be part of the show. Email us at beyond at IGN.com just like Corey from Missouri did. Beyond. 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 I'm a big advocate for digital downloads. It loads much quicker, and you don't have to clutter your home with those useless game cases. With the recent <laughs> reveal that Killzone Shadowfall being 50 gigabytes of data for the PS4, I'm now skeptical with going all digital when I get a new PlayStation system. Do you think my concern is justified, or do you think I'm worrying for nothing? A few things. Uh, first of all, if you're in Missouri, go to CJ's. Go to CJ's Wings, Greg. yeah. Um, Columbia, Missouri. See, I'm learning. Go to Shakespeare's, too. Um... Yeah, like for console games, I don't know, like for Vita, for portable, I definitely want digital always because I want to carry fucking cards to swap out and stuff. Yeah. Um, I agree, though, like a 50 gig download to me, especially since uh, looking at my Mitchell Morgan BetBooker app, the oh. bet I had with Colin Moriarty about PS4 launching with a one terabyte hard drive being false. So, you know, I'll eat a pizza. Uh, because- I owe like $700 in PS4 bets, <laughs> um, I think. But because there's only a uh, 500 gig hard drive or whatever, like a 50 gig game is 10% of your, or yeah. more than that, because then the OS takes up. Here's the question I had though: Is it st- it's still the same laptop drive, right? Yeah, you can you can, you can probably swap. See, it, I was yeah. thinking about just pre-order, just ordering one now, a terabyte laptop drive. Can you? Do we know if it's as easily swappable? I know they. I think they there said is. You, could you swap can it. you can you can swap it. I think it's something like you twist the top off and it just comes right off, and you just remove it yeah. like a bottle. There was, 
Right, like a bottle. <laughs> there was something about that recently. I don't know. Someone Interesting. just doing that. Well, yeah, if you can as do soon that. as I got the box, put it in. Do, yeah, do, if you do that like day one, that's awesome because you don't have to worry about transferring all yeah, the shit. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's really smart. I might do that too. Um, but yeah, like either way though, even with a terabyte drive, I don't know, like for what I like to do for digital is like when The Last of Us came out and it was sold out everywhere, it's really nice. You can just buy it and play yeah. it and have it, um, especially if you can preload stuff. But um, I don't know. I don't mind. Like I've been swapping discs and cartridges for 20 years. Like when I'm sitting at home anyway, it doesn't bother me so much. On a on portable, like I said, though, that's when I want digital. Yeah, sure. Portable the same for that. And but like I love having games downloaded to the system. Like when I went to Austin for a week, I just took the PS3. GTA was already on there. I didn't have to worry about it. But that's the know. that's the portability thing. Yeah. I mean, yeah, if, if exactly, you're if exactly. it's like for, if you're already at home. Exactly. If if you're sitting on your couch anyway, I, I think it's at least for me personally less less of a big deal to swap a disc. But uh, yeah, anytime like portability is involved, anytime I'm taking that system anywhere i definitely just want it installed you figure a big part of it too will be how everything goes at launch because i imagine if gta online shown us anything and if every other online experience has ever shown it's gonna be a shit show that first night everyone trying to download stuff everybody trying yeah. to get the psn everybody trying to get that hot rezo gun action oh that's my true God. That's, I, that's, that's fucking that's priority number that, action i mean if, if the psn can do everything i was talking about on day one where you're downloading kill zone and you get to play it right away and it's not taking 30 minutes to get to the little barrier where then you can play like that'll be impressive well, so number one playing while you can download is huge that's like a really big part of it but number two i'm assuming ps4 will do what vita does which is that on vita if i borrow a cartridge from my good friend colin and you i'm playing friends. a game um and i you know get halfway through or whatever and then he wants his cartridge back if i download it digitally it just my save files there oh, sure, picks yeah, up where it left off work, yeah. on 3ds that's not the case well, like if you 3ds isn't designed to be online right well sure but i'm, I'm just saying like I, I like that. I like that Sony's adopted that because that makes the most sense and that lets you not have to worry about it. Like, however you have the game, you have access to your files. That's awesome. Yeah, and uh, if anything stops me from downloading Resogun that first day, I'll burn this fucking world to the ground. Oh, my God. That's, that's you understand? That's... Well, that game just get delayed. You understand? Can you just let me get on, though, and download DC Universe Online yeah. first? Downloading Resogun is the, the first order of business, and that's not even a joke. Well. I'm going to tell you right now. Uh, I think 50 gigabytes for a game is staggeringly big. Yep. Um, and I think that that says that uh, they haven't gotten the compression down quite right <laughs> yet because there's – I can't imagine why the game – like the textures obviously are beautiful. Killzone's going to be a big game, very – you know, but like 50 gigs, Jesus Christ. A lot of gigs, so man. That's so big. That's like yeah. that's, that's two also, things are 25. That's one-tenth wow. the hard drive yeah. right there. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I'm interested to see how big Resogun is, so you can compare like what a 52 gigs. Well, well, if Resogun, Resogun, I mean, because it will tell us a lot. Like, if Resogun is two gigs, and that means that uh, game, like even small downloadable games, are just much bigger than they used to be. Because Stardust is like what 70 megabytes or something. Like like, uh, Uncharted for Vita is like three gigs, right? And then Killzone's around there too. Yeah, Killzone's Killzone's really big. Yeah. So a game of that caliber is is that size. I mean, yeah, it's actually really interesting scaling that up. Yeah. Hmm. Omar writes in. Mm -mm -mm. We've been talking about. I mentioned online problems omar says why is the online component not being included with the gta 5 review this is the only game that gets separate reviews i know that it was two week gap but the main source should be adjusted to reflect both parts of the game love the show sent for my iphone well gta online wasn't ready to go when the game launched and i and it's free so i don't think that the 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 game the games are not intertwined necessarily like i think gta 5 is its own standalone product i mean that's kind of how i looked at it i look at it like dlc right like dlc comes out whether it's two weeks or a month or a year after you still need the core game to play it but we still give it a separate review yeah and so like for me gta online launched really really close to launch so you like in your brain it's hard to separate them as two separate things but like i think it's fair to do it separately i think looking down the barrel of what's happening here i still think that next generation there's going or maybe even for ps3 whatever there's going to be a separate client for gta online i agree with i that. think it, i i 
it's weird to say you know that oh it, it was free or whatever. I mean, you still had a you to, the only way to play Grand Theft Auto Online is to buy Grand Theft Auto Five. So it's this weird relationship, but they feel like two separate products. The, the Grand Theft Auto Five storyline is enough on its own, and again, in three months, no one's gonna be talking about how bad GTA launched with because that's right. not the story. The story is how amazing it is once it works. Yeah, for it's sure. already it got fixed pretty much a day later. Pretty much that's not two what I days heard, later. But, but the, much, the next night, I could play no problem. But a lot of people still are having problems. Yeah. Now, I will say... Th- characters I, are getting deleted. Yeah, I will, I, will say, I will say this, then. Some people did talk about this, so I give them credit on Twitter and stuff like that, is that the general notion of gamers that they gave Rockstar a free pass on GTA Online is really hypocritical, considering the shit that people gave companies like EA for SimCity yep. or you know Diablo 3. Blizzard for Diablo or whatever. Um that just struck me as like really weird and like really unsavory because I was like, they're all having similar problems that are understandable, but because Rockstar is Rockstar, that's like why like no one like very no, few people were really complaining that's about not that. Exactly. The EA comparison. is cool. EA is cool to beat up with. No, e- you with, bought SimCity and you couldn't play it. And you bought GTA Five and maybe and you only want to play online. No, you couldn't. You couldn't play it. And some well, people, no, you didn't buy GTA Online. You got that for free. Remember, Colin? No, no. So I'm, I'm saying, I'm saying, if you bought GTA Five and you wanted to play this game online, and that was like your because inter- some people play GTA Four online. I'm not saying that you pay for it, you didn't. GTA Online is free. It's not like a. It's not like a, an MMO or something like that that you yeah. pay for. It's not. But like when people bought this game. And they wanted to play it online because some people play GTA 4 still only online. Don't give a flying fuck about the regular game. I just felt like that was really weird to me. Like the uh, the, the response, and people did say people beat me to the punch by saying it. Like, and I saw retweets and stuff like that. But because it's really cool to beat up on a company like EA, they got a lot of shit for SimCity. But because Rockstar has a much more cred with the gaming and like the gaming uh, uh, group of gamers out there that buy their products every few years when they release one. Um, that just struck me as like really strange. And, I don't and think I, it's as black as white as this. Because I mean, for me, what it was was I was more like, "Oh fuck, GTA Online launches tomorrow," and then I read the reports. There's all these problems. Like, great, I can still focus on single player. It wasn't like it was the the, the reason Maxis and EA get such a hard time is that that's all there was to focus on. You know what I mean? For GTA, you've been playing for two weeks this amazing open world game. You're still able to play that. You're still able to jump into that. Yeah, but some people, but the game wasn't ready to go day and date. It was already a. a, a I know, tacit, but I'm, say, I'm saying that not. You're talking about that a percentage of the audience was upset that Grand Theft Auto didn't work, whereas you're talking about the entire 100 percent of SimCity was upset that it didn't work. Yeah, I, I suppose, but there were also probably more people trying to play GTA Online that ever tried to play SimCity. So yeah, sure, of course. I mean, but but like, so like I'm saying that there's just numerically that doesn't that doesn't really pan out for me. I I, I just feel like expectations are different for different companies and. That would that just struck me as weird. I think that the overall lesson from these three games and others is that there needs to be proper betas, and like people yeah. need to start acknowledging things like server load and things that are going to crash your game when people try to play it. It's like unbelievable that like a problem like that could happen to a company Every with time. that much money, especially a company yeah. that like delayed the product and like it wasn't ready to go. Like you think that they would have spent that little bit of time like figuring, like being like. Especially when they know how many copies of the game they sold, and even if they're like five percent of the people that bought this game are going to try to play online, it's probably two million people. You know, like I don't know. Do you I, see it the other way that you think that the lesson learned here is that gamers are just being beaten into submission on this? Like SimCity, Diablo three doesn't work. Huge deal. SimCity doesn't work. Where you're like, I asked on Up at Noon the guy from SimCity, Jason Haber. Are, you know, you beta tested it. Is going to work? We're pretty confident. Doesn't work. Like now it's one of those things when Rockstar announced GTA Online, my knee, you know, knee jerk action was, it's not going to work. Yeah. No shit, it's not going to work the first day. It comes yeah, out. but but that that I don't like. I I agree with what you're saying, and, and but we shouldn't, as a group of consumers or people that like, we should have expectations that these things are going to work. 
like you're paying a lot of money for your products, whatever it is, and like they should work on day one. I think we're getting too used to as a group of people accepting like, well, this needs a big patch. Like when Killzone came out yeah. on Vita or whatever, it had like a gigabyte patch. Like that's one third of the size of the game already. Like why didn't you just finish it? Like I don't, I don't understand that mentality. Like we come from an, uh, an old school where like the game you got was the game That's you were it. stuck with. Enjoy and there it. and there are notorious games that were broken back in the day, like Metal Gear on NES, like that there were broke that that was broken for some people. Like you and you couldn't do anything about it, you know? So I appreciate that like when something unusual happens, it's patched. The Last of Us is a good example, like when they clearly QA'd the hell out of that game and then it was broken. And the reason was was because they were trying to attach the game to a server that they never tested and they just shut the server off. You know, but the game worked. The game worked. And, you know, Beyond Two Souls works. You know, except for the fact that like, he doesn't remember when you invert your axis, which is really weird. Yeah, it's a weird um, I mean, I, I don't I, know. I just, that just really struck me just really, as, as, you know, a little bit hypocritical of people. Like, I just like don't, EA think, got, I don't think 100% of the people you're talking about are, are just saying, well, Rockstar's cool. There I are people who are really, but, really but I've been reading, off. But I've been reading a lot of comments being like, well, I had no expectation this game was going to work. And like, I, oh, well, give them time. Like, where were those comments when SimCity was broken? Why did you expect that SimCity was going to work? And what's different about that situation? That situation, like you said, is even worse. You know, like... I I I don't I don't know it, it, that that that's like what resonates with me over this whole G. I don't care about GTA Online. I want to play it. It's just like the the you know GTA Five is not really even doing it for me. And I don't know. It's not a bad game by any stretch of imagination. It's a great game, great game. Yeah. But doesn't like I just doesn't do it for me. Like I'd rather like I keep playing with the idea of playing Fantasy Star Two or something like that. I'm like I'd rather just play and just stand with an old score. Beat Bioshock Infinite. <laughs> I will be Bioshock Infinite before the end of the year. Um, the put it in the bet, bet tracker. Yeah, I'm gonna bet Booker. Wait, by, how? What, what's the time, what's the expiration date of Persona Four? Persona Four, I won't play until until Vita dies. Okay. <laughs> that was, all right. <laughs> so we got like, we got at least six. So months. tomorrow. <laughs> um, um, yeah, I think. Look, I, I do think there are people who are really mad about GTA. I think in the same way they were mad about Skyrim on PS3 and any number of other things. Like I, I think we're not as the people we see on Twitter and on forum posts and stuff are the people who are. I think in a little deeper than the average person. Like, uh, there are plenty of people out there who don't know to read Rockstar's updates on the Newswire, and they don't know, like, the, like the thing today. Like, oh, if your character isn't there when you load up the game and you hit continue, you lose your character forever. You have to back out and come back in or whatever. Like, who would know that? How would anyone yeah. know that? It's a weird bug. Yeah, for sure. And, like, like Keza, our reviewer, had that happen. Like, she lost all of her progress. And that Stupid is, like, Keza. that sucks. Like, I think there are plenty of people who are super Point. pissed off about that. I, I agree with you that people are... To some extent, they give Rockstar a pass because it's Rockstar. But uh, trust me, like the number of people who are angry, like again, because so many more people are playing this game, is, is equal or greater than the people who are giving EA shit. All right. Um, how many minutes we got? We got eight minutes left. My God. Oh my God. Oh my God. My God. My God. My God. Simon Cardi from London writes into Beyond at IGN.com, just like you can. He says. With all the unlawfulness, strong language, and violence in GTA Five going on right now, I have to question to ask you. Okay, well, Simon, we should work on some of this. But anyway, have you ever found yourself disliking a character that have been playing as in a game? Have you ever li- have you ever played what? a game where you're yeah. a character yeah. and you don't like that character and you want to stop doing what it is? He says and simply not want it to be them anymore. Spec Ops: The Line comes to mind for me when answering this. Thanks. For that was that. the idea in Spec Ops. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Spec Ops is a great example of that. But Spec Ops is great because you didn't like your character. Um, and you hated him the more and more the game went on. To the point where, like, you... That was the idea of that game. I mean, so, I mean, maybe that's not a good example because that's a, kind of a unique situation. I think my, my example would be a spoiler for 
big game this year. Me too. But, yeah. Me too. Yeah, the same yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, who, Joel? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Spoilers for Last of Us. <laughs> There's a character named Joel in The Last of Us. <laughs> you, might the not, you might not like everything he does. I guess yeah, it's not bad. I agree with that. Um, he's a big one for me. Um, but that was the point, like we always talk about, right? That when Naughty Dog made The Last of Us, they talked about it, that they're putting you in uncomfortable situations with this guy. But it was weird to do that, to be the main character and not be happy with your actions. Yeah. But that's the world you live in, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's it's actually obviously not a game, but like Breaking Bad is a really good example of that. That like when that show starts, are rooting for Walt. And as, I mean, no Breaking Bad spoilers here, but as it goes on, like you you realize that Walt is sort of not super great, maybe. Um, and I, I think it's hard. I mean, it's like obviously people know the concept of an antihero, but it's like even like a typical antihero, like you're still rooting for them. And it becomes very different when you're like, this is gross. Like, I don't yeah. want to be doing yeah, yeah, what this yeah. person's doing. And like, again, like you said with SecOps, like if that's the point of the narrative, then that's a good, really effective thing. If they can evoke that emotion from you where you don't like that character anymore and you don't want to be that character, but you're still going, like that's good. Um, I think it, there are games that do that less successfully, I think. Um, but it's hard to call out specific examples, especially without spoilers. It's interesting with the question, you know, being phrased out of GTA. Like, Trevor's not a great guy in GTA. He's really horrible, actually. But I still love playing as Trevor. But I guess it's because I'm in a cartoon world. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, his absurdity and antics fit in fine in this world of generates. His else. voice acting is yeah. really great. Steven Ott coming on up at noon. That's what oh. I, I got. That I, play, Monday. I played GTA 5 plug, for maybe plug, plug, eight plug, hours, plug. and I got, you know, to his, you know, because they, they make you wait. Yeah. Yeah, I'm um, still only Franklin because every time I play that game, I just drive around. I do like one story mission, and I spend two hours driving around, and then I eat some pizza, go to bed. <laughs> it's like uh, I really, I Andrew, actually. It's four in the afternoon. <laughs> I dug his character because he does make you feel uncomfortable. It's cool. The, that GTA Five does a nice job of giving you three different kinds of people to play as, which yeah, I love. Totally different people. God, this weekend all I want to do is play GTA and Beyond. Mm. And Rayman. I, I'm, I'm going <laughs> for the. Else. I'm going for the platinum on Rayman. I'm getting close. Oh, so, well. I have one more diamond cup in uh, the Back to Origins levels, and then I'll have every teensy. Very exciting. John writes in and says, Beyond. <laughs> beyond. Hey, hot crew. I was wondering if there would be a Beyond IGN meetup the weekend at Comic-Con. I'm going to be at school on Friday and really wanted to meet you guys. Hey, John, yeah, I'm going to Comic-Con with a plethora of IGN stars. You can come be a part of it. Uh, we have a Beyond podcast. For, and I know you said the weekend, and you're at school on Friday. I highly recommend dropping out of school and coming to the New York New York Comic Con. It's worth it. Javits Center. Come it's absolutely see. worth it. Oh, yeah. To go to the Javits Center? What's yeah. better? The Podcast Beyond panel is Friday at 3 p.m. Uh, Grand Theft Auto 5. This is a late edition. It's me and the three voice actors from Grand Theft Auto 5. We have a panel Friday at 5.15. Is that true? That's awesome. Yep. Friday at 5.15. Then IGN has a next-gen panel Saturday at 11. You can find all of these in your program. Not the GTA one, actually. That's see what, if you that's can get um, Danny Tamborelli there, too. Okay, just add him. him in, yeah. Get everybody, get the daughter there, too. He lives too. in New Jersey, doesn't he? I don't yeah, know anymore. I, th- I thought so, yeah. Um, yeah, that'll be fun. As far That's as a rad. meet and greet for Comic-Con, we are having one. No firm details yet, because I had to, of course, bring somebody else into it, as often happens at IGN, when you try to give anything else out. But keep it outside of the podcast beyond room. But there will be yeah. something. Follow me on Twitter, at GameOverGreggy. I will keep you posted on where you're going. Yeah, if you're, if you're going to be in the Dallas area on uh, Wednesday, <laughs> <laughs> I could, uh, could do a little meetup in Dallas on you Wednesday should, night. You should do a Dallas meetup. Uh, maybe I will. Okay. Um, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, that's the, that's the end of Podcast Beyond, Aww. episode 313. I always get so sad when it's over. We're getting so close to episode Our desks are so far apart, and I'm not going to see you guys now for you the whole rest camping. of the break. You have a good angle on me. Just turn around and look at me. There that's I am. True. You're going to be in New York. I'm going to be in Texas. That's so far apart. Man, we'll be living up. We should try to have like a Skype meet, meet up. Okay, you're only an hour later. No, it's easy then. Yeah, it's perfect. Do it that night. was the big problem. I oh, had you're not going to be here for the fucking Bears-Giants game on Thursday. Nope. 
That's yeah. going to be a good one. The Giants are going to be 0-6 after that game. It's going to be fucking sweet. <laughs> Let's not give the Bears too much guts. <laughs> Remember, ladies and gentlemen, Podcast Beyond is a product of IGN.com. So come to IGN.com, watch the videos, read the articles, subscribe to Prime if you can. Uh, they're doing that Prime giveaway, I think, starting today. Yep. You can get Rain for free. So if you're like one of the first few thousand. So. God, Rain's another game I want to play. There's yeah, so many no, games there's too right much now. Stuff out, too much totally stuff insane. out. Uh, until then, keep up all our antics. IGN on Twitter is IGN. I'm Game Over Greggy. Andrew Goldfarb is Garfep. Nice, I had to write nice it down and read it, but I'm getting there. Very good, no very taxation, good. of course, is like, your boy, Das Colin. It's your boy. It's your boy, Das Colin. I, I, have, uh, I, I, tweet, I tweeted, by the way, today, and this is just honest to God, genuine. I realize I have over 50,000 followers on Twitter now. Yeah. Horrifying. Yeah. It's a lot. Horrifying. You that 50,000 so people would even care. So I appreciate <laughs> I'm that. I'm looking up Das Colin, see if that's a Twitter name that exists. All right, anyways, while he does that, uh, every, song, every show ends with a song in Ryan's wrap-up. Uh, today's song comes from Karthik. <laughs> Karthik writes in and says, hey, Greg, Colin, and Goldie. Say hey. Hello. Hey, how are you doing? I'm a veteran listener of Beyond, going all the way back to the first episode. All this time, I have been an observer and decided now is the time to return the favor for hours of content you guys have given me over the years. I recently released a single titled, quote, Beware I Live. Fans of chiptune music will dig this one. You can download it for free by going to my site, Karthik, K-A-R-I. T-H-I-K music.com Enjoy and beyond. Thanks, Karthik. I really do like the song. It's really good. Yeah, you were into you were like jamming out. I was jamming out. I didn't yeah. want you and Marty had to interrupt, of course, and ask me something stupid. Yeah. Like you always do. No, it was important. No, it wasn't. Yeah, it was well. What was it? Can you say on there? No. Okay. I forget what it was. It was about our our hot date. <sighs> the hot crew. Uh, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen, this is my podcast Beyond, episode 313. Go download Be Where I Live from Karthik. Beyond. Beyond. beyond.
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.